0: So, welcome everyone to the Art of Ministry podcast. And my name is John. I'll be joined by the awesome Lockie, who this is our first show as a team together. Lockie, how are you going today? Not
1: doing too badly at all.
0: (laughs) Good. And we've got a very special guest today for the podcast. We're very privileged to have him here. He's a church pastor and also a talented puppeteer. These are one and the same person. Everyone, please welcome (laughs) Stephen Ernston. And hey. I'll edit in some cheering noises at some point. <laughs> yeah. How are you, Stephen? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure to have you. And uh, one thing I want to say quickly, it was recently your birthday as well, wasn't it? It
2: was recently my birthday. Thank you so much. Uh, time of recording my birthday was last week. It's yes. my final year in my 30s. Party on. Oh,
0: well. Oh, no. Yes. Yes, there you go. I, I find
1: the trick with turning 40 mm. is you distract people as they like, like most of what feels bad about turning 40 yeah. is people's reaction. So oh, you need to just, dis- you need to distract them when you tell <laughs> them how old you are. Because normally what happens is you go, I'm turning 40, and they go, 40. So <laughs> what you do yes. is you kind of go, I'm turning 40. What's that? And then they sort of <laughs> caught off guard and they're like, four, four, oh, oh uh, yeah. So sorry, you said 40. <laughs> <laughs> and it
0: doesn't feel I'm, as bad. I'm,
2: I'm going to take that and <laughs> next year that's going to be my thing that's going to be great yeah
0: now <laughs> yeah, that's that's really exciting and uh I should mention as well Lockie this is um uh your birthday is coming up as well yes yeah t- tomorrow morning
2: <laughs>
0: hey. which is very cool yeah that's a thing. so yeah, yes that's a
2: thing.
0: <laughs> no that's that's awesome and and uh I feel like I feel a bit left out. I was in March, so um, there you yeah, go. Program,
2: you
1: should change your birthday, and then we can all we can all celebrate together. That'd be yes,
0: fun. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: you, you delay, you pretend that there was something on, and that just all, <laughs> and then it has to be postponed, and then you just steer it onto the same same kind of period. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. Well, look. Um, I feel like actually just thinking about it, um, I can already tell, Steve, you've done some podcasting before, haven't you? Because you already (laughs) come across as someone who's already knows exactly what they're doing to me. (laughs) That's
2: right. Uh, A little (laughs) while ago, I had a a podcast before podcasts were cool uh, on uh, the intersection kind of between, um, in some ways, Christianity and video games. So, yeah, that was a thing a little while ago, which was a bit of fun. Uh, But, yeah, we ended that uh probably seven years ago now so but yeah, yeah. now we did we did well uh we had <laughs> we got in a whole bunch of uh, interview uh type people and uh on some um yeah it was a great experience
0: which is excellent fun. yeah well that sounds very good uh, what was the name of it was it <laughs> sophisticated
2: gaming
0: we oh. took ourselves
2: pretty seriously that was the whole yeah. that, that was the whole is- thing we didn't take ourselves very time. seriously, and.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is it still available? I'd lo- I'd love to listen. Oh, to some.
2: if you if you hunt for it, it might still be around. There's a, I think there's a Facebook page, but I'd have to I'd have to work out if it's still listenable. But, yeah, 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 I might, <laughs> I might have look.
0: Awesome. Well, um, one thing I should probably say at this juncture is just a little bit about the podcast, very very briefly. This show is really all about art in all of its breadth, in all of its different media and expressions. And about Jesus, how do we share about Jesus using art and the arts and creativity? So Stephen was one of the people that I really, really wanted to get on because what he does is yeah. so unique and so special because it it's something that is enthralling to young people and to adults as well, um, even seeing Recently uh, at work, people using the Muppets as, uh, as a, you know, an illustration for something was just so much fun. Um, and uh, knowing that that kind of thing is still so powerful today as, as a medium, uh, it was just really, really exciting to get Stephen here and to talk a little bit about mm. it. So, Stephen, I just want to start with the first question, which is yeah. how did you get into puppetry? How did you actually start uh, working yeah. and doing puppetry?
2: yeah yeah good question. Uh, so uh, a lot of the way a lot of people get into creative type ministries beach mission. So beach mission yeah. runs um, throughout the year I can see a lot of nods. Uh, so there's various different ways to do beach mission and a lot of different people who run various sorts of beach mission but the one I was on we essentially ran children's shows for about an hour and then we toured that show through various local caravan parks. So part of that show would be kids' games to start with. You'd get all the kids' attention, pretty standard beach mission stuff. You'd do some music with them. You'd do a memory verse from the Bible. These beach missions were teaching about Jesus and the Bible and why he was important. And then part of it, there would be a puppet theatre and someone would talk to the puppet, usually for a teaching point. And really, everyone just got a a chance to try puppetry out. We were given about a 15-minute crash course back then. (laughs) <laughs> into yeah. puppetry and that sounds like a speech mission well, yeah exactly right that's that's speech mission that's how it works it's like here's the script you look like someone who could give this a crack give it a shot yeah. so yeah that was that was uh a while ago um yeah i was a teenager so yeah <laughs> when i first got to do that so that was how i got into puppetry and then i kept coming back to that uh year on year. So the the next year they'd say, Oh, you gave this a you were okay with about this last time. Do you want to give it another turn? I'm like, sure. Okay. <laughs> and that kind of rolled on for a couple of years. So uh, eventually mm-hmm. that turned into a passion and started to buy my own puppets. And
1: yeah, it kind of went on from there. Hmm. I'm I'm curious. Um <laughs> Quite, I mean, I wonder if at some point we should say a bit about what Beach Mission is. But one of the things that's uh, that you you've sort of touched on with Beach Mission is it does tend to be one of those things that you that lots of people will give things a try, and you know, some people will carry on with it, and some people will just do it then and leave it alone. Puppetry is one of those really interesting areas where it's something that a lot of people will maybe give a go, and it's a lot of, a lot of people will just kind of say, "Oh, can you have a go with the puppet?" You know, the minister might volunteer someone. Um, <laughs> But it is; it does actually have quite a skill set to it. So there's, yep. there's quite a difference between just putting the puppet on and yep. being good at puppetry and using puppetry well. I'm wondering what would you say are the sort of character traits and qualities that would make someone a good puppeteer?
2: Yeah, so you've got kind of two parts, two basic parts of puppetry. Um, <clears throat> in some ways, mechanics and character. Yeah. both both are equally needed um some some people will say some are needed more than others so the, the the puppetry purists uh would say unless you're moving the mouth exactly in the right way then then people won't <laughs> get it where other people will say, Look, if you can nail the character, then people will forgive all the mechanics that are bad and that kind of stuff. And you may have mm. seen people try to give puppetry a go and they are hilarious. Their character is so funny and it's engaging. Now, could they could they move the mouth in time? Not a chance. But they were kind of <laughs> they were engaging. Yet other times you could see someone who so beautifully moved the puppet and its body language, and just how it's how it's kind of creating that sense of movement. And they didn't even say any words, but it was it was really enthralling. So, um, kind of what is well, what are some character traits? Um, like most art forms, it's it's really practice, either practice at a character or practice at a technique. Um, <laughs> at one point, you have to start at either area. Um, either you're comfortable kind of getting up because puppetry is in front of people, like all art, uh, and you need to you need to do stuff confidently, um, or at least with an air of confidence. Um, and then uh, you want to practice on the actual skill set uh, mm. itself. So both both are needed. A character, if if you can engage people well. Mm. That tends to come from character more so than skill set because people will point out skill set differences, but few oh. people will say, "Look, I didn't really get the character." They'll either laugh or they'll just get bored. So yeah. you've got yeah. you've got either a little bit of acting, kind of ad lib sometimes, or a good a good uh, script, good words to say. Um, so both both are kind of needed. Uh, in regards to character, uh, <laughs> like 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 all characters, things that are engaging create tension but you've got it you've got to ride the tension wave if you're just arguing the whole time then that's not tension that's just annoying <laughs> This is conflict. <laughs> yeah but uh, uh so if, if you can have a character that's engaging and relatable and fun and <clears throat> creates that bit, little bit of oh what's going to happen then that's i think that's probably a really good first step um at whatever point so mm-hmm. yeah that's probably the
0: first one of the main ones i totally relate to what you say about the not just having arguments cuz you know there are some of those soapies that you you know that used to be on it used to be almost like how are you Oh, what is that supposed to mean you know and then it just becomes this whole <laughs> debate yeah. about how they are and i mean it got it got to the point where conflict became overwhelming in the show yes. i think so yeah it's a very good point you know you yes there'll be some working things out but it doesn't have to be an enormous argument that goes on and on so yeah
2: like like all, like all kind of storytelling you've got to have you've got to build build the tension you've got to create moments of release build it and then release it and mm. have a point of conclusion at various points so mm. how you do that side of thing is yeah part of it as well
0: so what kind of puppets do you generally use in um your yeah. so, uh, Environment, really?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've got um, you've got you've got a range of different puppets. Puppets can be <coughs> anything. Anything that can create life can be a puppet. In my setting, I'm using hand puppets. There are mm. two main kinds of hand puppets. Uh, if we understand the muppets, this is the easiest way to explain them. You've got um, puppets like Kermit. In that, they have a moving mouth, and their arms are stuck to a rod, um, and the rod moves the hand. And the dominant hand controls the mouth. So there's that's what we call an arm rod puppet, mm. um, usually performed by one person. They come in, um, Elmo is another really good example of that, <coughs> where um, they don't have fingers, but they have a hand which moves um, and they can be in shot and out of shot, but it's the arm rod that controls the hand. So you've got arm yeah. rod puppets and then you've got live hand puppets. Um, for this one, think of Cookie Monster. Um, um, Yep. uh, Yep. Yep. In a similar way. Um, Also uh, Ralph, um, but anyway, you've got a hand, you've got a hand controlling uh, the mouth and you've got a hand controlling fingers. So you're in a glove at that point. And at that point you can actually pick things up and throw them um, or pick things up and interact with them. Uh, Depending on how, how good the glove is, depends on how the finickiness of actually picking things up. So both of those puppets, so it's really moving moving mouth puppets with the dominant hand and both arm rod and live hand puppets. Uh, they're, the, they're the two main ones I'd use. Um, I've dabbled in shadow puppets, but that's just not my thing. It's a whole different mechanic set, um, and it takes so much setup and lighting and properness. Um, it just it's really hard work. Uh, but, yeah, so mainly um, moving mouth with um, either arm rod or live hand. So both of those require two hands. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> it's it is interesting with um, puppetry and it's fi- kind of funny watching people relate to a puppet and even use a puppet. Um, and one of the things I've found is sometimes uh, there's a lot of adults particularly that find just the idea of doing puppetry quite challenging, not not the technical stuff so much. I mean sometimes you get people who will do and, and the thing I always laugh at is when people are first doing a puppet and they do that thing where, they close the mouth as the puppet speaks. Like they, <laughs> it's sort of like a, when you've got to be the opposite, yeah. Mm. Um, but you get people who actually find it kind of confronting to to be a character, mm. um, to sort of take on an extra persona, especially when they are still visible, like to have this extra person on there. It's, it's something that a lot of adults will struggle to do yeah, and yes. what why why would you say that is?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you've got um, so and and within that, I should say so arm Right and live hands. There's two different ways you can perform them, and this will come come to this question. Uh, <laughs> one is obviously behind a screen. <laughs> we um, yeah. either in a puppet theater or behind some kind of screen, and um, Sesame Street. They've got their hand right above their head. Um, and they're performing it that way, or there's puppet theatres when you can stand actually physically in them with the puppet in front of your face through a one-way curtain, and you can do it that way. That kind of puppetry is much easier than ventriloquist style (laughs) where (laughs) you are holding it and you are talking to the puppet yourself. That is extremely confronting. Um, Yeah. That takes practice, uh, and you've, you've really got to get out of your... Out of your shell to do that one because you are actually having <laughs> a conversation with yourself whilst trying to convince people you're not trying to be a ventriloquist. So mm. uh, the, the the trickiness about that one is basically embarrassment. Uh, if you're yeah. if you're in front of people, uh, people, the thing about ventriloquists is everyone knows how to spot a bad ventriloquist quite easily in that you can see their mouth move or you can't. So as soon as yeah. someone comes out with a puppet on their hand, instead of watching mm. the puppet, they'll watch you. So the trick, the basic trick of uh, being a being a not ventriloquist, which is what I call myself, I'm not a ventriloquist, is you need to get people's attention to the puppet. Mm. Once you get people's attention to the puppet, they will forgive your face because their eyes are actually watching the character rather than watching you. And at that point, you've won. So teaching people to have a really clear character and think about their movement uh, is the massive hurdle you've got to overcome, which is why adults don't tend to come out with the puppet on their hand because they don't see that as puppetry. They see that as ventriloquism. (laughs) And that's when when personal (laughs) expectations actually completely shift.
1: Actually, there's a, a one related question to that: Is do you find that um, kids, in terms of that that struggle where people have where they're seeing a puppet and they can see someone's operating it, <laughs> um, do you find that kids are just as uh, standoffish about about that, or do you find that kids actually um, adopt the puppet really easily, like that uh, that they find the puppet that they don't have a, tr- a problem with? relating to the puppet as as though it's a living thing you know
2: yeah 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 as long as the puppet is talking and it is different enough from the person there's something that happens between the ages of two and three where all kids become okay with puppetry below below three in a live setting there's still the uh fantasy reality Something I'm not sure like if this happening. is real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this real? And kids can just get freaked out by something that is talking right up in their face, unless there's a distance between them, like a stage and an audience, that kind of thing. But if they're right up close. Uh, at that point, kids get it. It doesn't even matter mm. if the puppet doesn't have legs. I've done that too. <laughs> so you've actually got just a, a, a puppet which is body up, and they've got hands and they've got a face. But at that point, excuse me, um, the the kids will still will more easily turn to the puppet and speak to it. The funny part is, though, nearly every single kid will come up to the puppet and go, hey, puppet, what's that? Bite my hand. Don't know why. <laughs> it's just something that happens whenever they're close to it. Nearly every, it's fascinating. Every single time it's like, hey, puppet, what's that? Bite my hand. <laughs> and if they do, the kids love it
1: if they don't like it's like oh no i've got something in my mouth that's fur or something like that yeah, uh, yeah. then we can, we can kind you, of work you taste them and then go yeah
2: exactly exactly right what did you have for breakfast and why does it taste like feet or something like that you can kind of make it work um but in that in that moment why do why do kind of kids accept puppets well i think kids. That they live in an imaginary world and they're they're ready to accept things quicker than adults are. Where where adults you've still you've still got to go with that, yeah, but I know it's not
0: real, you know.
2: I, <laughs> I know you're doing it when kids will kind of go, You're funny and that's it. <laughs> or you're talking and that's it. Yeah. And why why is why is the green why is the green crocodile speaking to me? What's your name? And like they'll go straight there. Yeah. When adults and- when adults will just take that little bit of extra moment to go, okay, this is, I'm ready to play along now. And that's, that's still interesting. I've had some times when, when I've done, I've done puppetry in an adult setting, just as a bit of a gag to say, Hey, look, this is what we're going to do this week. And I want to show you a puppet because that's what I do. And what we're going to do, we're going to ask the puppet a question and I'll set up one person to ask the puppet a question and I'll just do whatever it comes out ad lib. I'm kind of comfortable in that setting (laughs) And then the questions start to come and they're actually talking to the puppet in that moment. Now, obviously, I'm standing next to the puppet. They know it's me. But in that in that moment, for those few minutes, everyone's having a bit of fun and actually waiting to see what the puppet will say. And that's yeah. that's a bit of fun. So you can get adults there. Ventriloquism is a thing. You've just got to be very good. Um, but uh, with, with, with when you come up the front with a ventriloquist, then adults tend to watch you rather than watching the puppet, where the
0: kids will more easily watch the puppet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fascinating. And uh, at this point, I, I just wanted to really look into, I guess, thinking back to that Scripture Union experience, but also looking at your current church experience, how yeah. do you use puppets to share the gospel and and talk about yeah. Jesus in uh Either a Sunday school setting, or a wider church setting, or, or yeah. an event setting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What What are some ways that you find are really helpful ways of putting uh, the message of Jesus across?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And what puppets do is they create conversation. Obviously, if if the best way to explain something uh, is actually verbally, like there, there's plenty of different ways we can explain things. That uh, there's, uh, well, we can use a, a, a teaching segment and, and hold up a box and what's in the box. And today we're going to find out what's in the box. And you can pull things out of the box and go, okay, well this is a very special box for whatever reason. Um, you can show things through storytelling and share the story yourself. But if if something is best, if something starts as misunderstood mm. and then moves through a conversation. And that's the best way to answer questions that naturally come up. Then that's when that's when a puppet is gold. So the times I use I've used puppets uh, a couple of times uh, in my current setting is uh, what some churches call a kids talk. Is what, what one spot, so where I'll stand up and I'll explain something quickly, and the puppet <laughs> will kind of go. No, you don't mean that seriously, do you? Oh, and that'll give me a chance to go, well, yeah, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about how uh how Jesus is powerful. Yeah, but I know things that are powerful. That's not that that's not that impressive, is it? Well, actually, the fact that Jesus is powerful actually shows us a whole bunch of things. And the puppet can go, like what? And you can go, well. <laughs> so in when there's points of questions, uh there's, there's plenty of times in sermons where when the preacher is trying to work out a way to pull together a number of different thought lines. Um, and they're, they're using one and they're connecting one thought to another thought to another thought, where the, the puppet can go. So best in outreach, I feel, where when you say a statement and the puppet can jump in there and say, Yeah, but I don't believe you. And the puppet and you go, Oh, okay, yeah, why not? The puppet goes, Well, because I had an experience when. And you can't say this because. Uh, so well, <laughs> they answer questions mm. in an abrupt fashion. Normally, you've got to do it well, but in an abrupt fashion that actually connects thoughts together where the preacher might stand up and, and explain something and then go, you may have heard it said, or you know, they'll, 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 they'll connect their thoughts to the next one. Okay, now I'm going to tell you a story. Mm. Um, or mm. you may you may have thought this before. Or... <clears throat> um, you might be thinking, "What about this? What the puppet does is you, you present the idea, and then the puppet just goes straight to the question." Okay, no, no, no. no but I've been thinking about this, and you're wrong. Why am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Well, because this is what happens in real life. You can't say that without saying this. So, what do you have to say about that?
0: Yeah,
2: that's when the, that's when the use of puppetry, the use of conversation, um the gospel can come out because you can answer questions that you really hope <laughs> with good planning that the kids in the audience or the adults in the audience are thinking, and then you can mm-hmm. kind of tick them off as you go through your talk. So you're not just presenting an idea, but then you're presenting questions that through the right research preparation or that kind of stuff that people in the audience are asking and you actually kind of go, here's my, here's my thought and here's the things I want you to be thinking about. And it actually creates this great conversation afterwards as well <coughs> because, because you can see that we're not afraid of questions and you can see we've actually thought through thoughtful responses. Like these aren't trite answers. Um, if kids say, um, yeah, but no one saw Jesus come back to life, surely people don't believe that. You can go, but people did. You go, what do you mean? and then you can go down that line. So that's really yeah, that's where, that's where kind of puppetry and, and gospel
1: really intersects at its strength. Well, actually that, what you were just saying touches really nicely on um, one of the questions I had, and in some ways answers it already, but um, I wonder if there's more to it. I've always been interested by the way people use puppets in different scenarios. So one of the very standard ways I see the puppet is, is as the foil in terms of the the, the puppet asks the dumb question. So the puppet is the the everyman who understands less than anyone else in the room and will mm. ask all the dumb questions and kind of say, um, but, you know, how, how could Jesus possibly do that or something like that? So it basically gives an opportunity for the person who's running it to you know give those questions and it's all mm. on a very you know this puppet is an idiot. absolutely yeah um it sounds like you've almost got an additional layer that you'll add to that that you will have um uh you'll get the puppet to ask far more intelligent questions because you'll get the puppet to 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 do that play the devil's advocate basically yes to, absolutely. to kind of say this is the question that that I would like a, a smart listener to be asking so yeah. I'm going to throw that into the mix so people uh, people are going yeah yeah how do you answer that one yeah, yeah yeah exactly because because
2: it if there's a question you don't want people to ask I think that question needs to be answered so yeah, it's a problem, it, isn't it? It, it's more it's more than <laughs> um okay well Jesus fed 5000 people How did he do that with so little food? Well, he did a miracle. Wow, that's amazing. Wow, that's boring. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's just just a, at that point, the puppet's actually not done anything. You could do the exactly same point. Um, You just tell people, Jesus, Jesus fed 5,000 people. He did it, and it was a miracle. It was amazing. It's pretty much the same way as a puppet going, how did he do that? Well, he fed 5,000 people. Yeah. Really? It was a miracle. That's a, like, uh, there's actually no different between those two and just adding a puppet into that with boring questions, um, even though they're, yeah. they're good questions because they, they actually help <coughs> the story come along. Uh, what, what really helps uh, is when a combination between, yes, just asking questions to help them move the, move the story along and the puppet is not on your side. That, that is, yeah. that, is a, that is a fun moment because yeah. uh, there, there, there's a few classic um, Muppets, uh, sorry, not Muppets, Sesame Street, where you see various characters just arguing with each other <clears throat> and it's just an absolute hoot to watch. Yeah. Because, because <laughs> he's just rolling around the place going, he's an idiot, he gets it, he doesn't get it. But it's just so well written. it's this this moment of just utter joy because you're going how did you not get it and you just go no these people are brilliant so if when you can create that that devil's advocate moment that's when the strength of the puppet and the strength of the conversation really comes to play and even Mm -hmm. by the end of it if the puppet isn't convinced that's a good place to be in that if they're Uh still if they're still inquiring that's actually really great
1: like, yeah, so you haven't won but, them over. It hasn't you gone all your way. Over.
2: No, because yeah. that's how, if you think about it, that's how conversations work. At the end of a conversation, someone doesn't, maybe in the olden days, but now it's it's a case of, you know what, I, I hear what you've said, and I'm going to have to go away and think about it, and I'm going to come back mm. to you with more questions. That's yeah. really where I they're want.
1: They're going to be hard questions.
2: They're going to be hard questions. <laughs> that's, where, that's where I want the kind of the puppet to land, and by, the, <clears> by the end of it so the puppet can be silly and can be uh, a little bit distracting mm. <laughs> as long as as long as you've got ways for the upfront. that's my code for the person speaking to the puppet um for yeah, the upfront yeah. to actually talk to the person talk to the puppet and kind of go look i see where you're going but can we just hold that thought for a moment um a good a good script is really well thought out uh, uh a funny script can be very ad lib but that's because people can just tell it's it's gone they are just yeah. they're just <laughs> going along with the motions and that's the funny part rather yeah. than rather than the conversation being really well crafted so yeah in, you can see it in this the way, face this of comes <laughs> back to one of our one of our early questions about character versus mechanics
0: mm. and
2: mm. if people's if people's mechanics <clears throat> are on point but their character is is just not Okay, thank you. Thank you for telling me this thing. And now I'm going to thank you. Okay, what is next? It's just like people are like, yeah. your puppet, your puppetry was good. Your character was boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, if the character is going, yeah, no.
1: Yeah. What do you
2: mean? What, what, like you presented something and someone and people are just going, okay, here's what you've done. And the puppet goes, actually, no. <laughs> and people, Tend to kind of go. Hang on, what's about to happen here? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs)
0: because
2: the puppet can say, um, "You just, you're actually not making any sense." Because in the real world, that's not how it. That's not how it works. Yeah, and at that moment, people go, "Yeah, the puppet's (laughs) got got a point, Mister." Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and this this is this is the foil. So (laughs) it's you want it to be you want it to be believable foil and it's mm. not like what do you call it intelligent foil or not but you actually want mm. it to be relatable yeah and that's that that's the key uh it's it's relatable when there is enough pushback and the pushback continues to grow and grow and grow to a point where the puppet either yells at top of his boy the voice kind of thing but that's not fair or something something big with mm. the puppet where and everyone just kind of goes
1: Yes, that's the point.
2: <laughs> and that's when you can bring in the reassurance of the gospel, your main point. Like yeah. things of actually kind of going, but this is where Jesus helps. And the puppets, the puppets in a fluster. Because he's going, Yeah. What do you mean? Because I need a release valve now. And this yeah. is, is that's the point when the puppet backs off and is actually physically breathing. <laughs> but then the person is going let me reassure you of the hope you can have or the love <laughs> the love you can know um or the depths that Jesus went to save you and at mm-hmm. this point the puppet is going oh my goodness i think i get it i'm I not see sure where you're going
1: yeah. yeah and that's it's
2: it's it's it's, it's the other <clears throat>
1: conversation so yeah, yeah. And interesting follow-up question. I, both of those, like I I really love that idea of, of, of having the, the the puppet ask the much more hard questions yeah. and not always agree. Hmm. But both of those are the puppet playing the audience. Both of those are the the puppets are effectively taking on the role of the person who is across the table from the speaker, yes. Yes. asking those questions. Do you ever in do you ever go against that? Do you use a the puppets in other ways, or is is that yeah? So yeah, the, you find they work best the
2: other way. The other way <laughs> I've done it, I've flipped it on its head. Can the, uh, essentially the question is, uh, can the person of authority be the puppet? Mm-hmm. Because at some point you need to have uh, you need to have the person going. So someone saying, "Okay, hang on, stop. No, I, I want to tell you something serious," and in, in in that moment, I want the serious talk to come from <laughs> the human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and actually kind of someone who is saying I'm real, he's not. <laughs> kind of yeah. we all know he's like a cartoon character. He can speak truth, but he isn't truth. I, I can speak truth, mm-hmm. I am truth. The times I've flipped it on it on its head, and the times I've been in groups um where they flipped it on its head is where the puppet takes well one, one example is the puppet takes over, but that, that has the person playing along. With the puppet, so the puppet will be telling them what to do, mm. and they might be acting out a silly story, and that, that can create moments of storytelling because the person is underacting, overacting, they're <clears> acting, <throat> um, but the puppet is is the one in control. So that, mm. uh, that that's that, that's one version of flipping it on its head. Um, one of my favourite memories, one of my early ones when I realised I had people, was when I did a I did a late night talk show, made up late night talk show. But the host was the puppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. So, and and then what? The, the vehicle that that me was, um, I I I said I've, I've the, the puppets. Uh, the, the puppet was just having a bit of fun. It's kind of a Jimmy Fallon kind of character, if you know yeah. Jimmy Fallon, yeah. James, James Corden, one of those kind of sort of sort of fun. But they then invited <laughs> people onto the show. The people who who were invited onto the show were biblical characters um, and they told their story. So at that point, the puppet wasn't an idiot, but they were still an inquirer. Mm. Uh, But They kept the conversation going and still then the person of authority in that moment was kind of the puppet, but I was, I was, the puppet was saying, what happened next?
1: Yeah. And letting them they weren't spend. The expert, they were the authority.
2: They're, yeah, exactly right. So, how did so, that go? Um, how, how did that go? Because that's
0: fascinating. That's a that's a very
2: different a way sensation. of doing things. How, how it was, it was one. It, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So on on one, I've, I've done it a number. I've done that. I've done that mechanic a number of times, just because it writes itself. For one, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit easier to write. Um, so in one time, it was a Christmas one, and mm. the, the the puppet the puppet had. It's time for Puppet's Name tonight, and we're going to have some fun. We're going to sing some so – we're going to do some music. We're going to have some guests. So it just worked really well for a carols event um, to have the puppet as the MC of the entire night. Wow. Which worked <laughs> – nice. which was an absolute treat. I also co-hosted with a human. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, instead of two, two people kind of bouncing off and people kind of going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah – Um, One of them was a puppet, and then that seamlessly flowed into um, the puppet interviewing um, Mary and Joseph post the birth. So Mm. they brought out their baby and they said, we've got a sensational story. We're going to tell you this story that we're going to tell it from our view. So then it was fun writing a storyteller's perspective, Mary and Joseph's perspective of them telling the story, and they got to tell it how... The shepherds came, and that was, that was crazy, and, and how uh, I think I did it as Mary and Joseph together, and then I did it as the shepherds together. There you go. That's right. So the shepherds told how they saw and then how they met Mary and Joseph, and uh, so that was, that was really fun. Um, uh, the other one I did was various people from uh, looking at the Book of Judges and telling the story of Gideon ah yeah yeah and so gideon came in various soldiers came in um soldiers who kept getting sent home if you know the story um fewer and fewer and fewer people were used Mm. um and they were just confused so they'd done all this training and uh they were confused about why they were getting sent home because they had to lick lick the river like a dog and they gave that a crack and it they then got sent home, even though they're truly totally they, they failed.
1: failed.
2: <laughs> so it was, it was, it was, it was a chance to kind of go, what was going on? And I, I could say, Gideon said, God would look after us. God is in control. Um, and then, then I had one from after the event, which, yeah. So that, so it, it's just a different way of telling a story. Kind of, and then this mm-hmm. is where uh, script writing, character, and mechanics kind of all come together. Um, Puppetry is not, it, it is fun to do it ad lib, but it's best done when it's really well written and then really well rehearsed, like all good art. So, yeah, that's what, that's all, all this to say that that's when you kind of flip around, the, the puppet being not just the idiot or the, the um, arguer to be, yeah, someone, someone to be convinced. Now, sometimes mm. they are there to actually uh, be the vehicle to tell
1: the story. So yeah. that works. And one, uh, yeah. one thing I have found is it doesn't doesn't work so well if you try and mix that up and try and get the puppet to be the person who knows and the foil that kind of gets very confused. Yeah, no, I've seen no, no, and, no. and so I've 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 seen some <clears> people try <throat> to do it
2: with two puppets, and one of the <clears> puppet is is being the authority and one of them is not. And it, look, it 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 works, but it's for some reason it's easy to check out of. <clears throat> um, I think it's I think it's because you're watching. It's like you're watching a cartoon. And you're like, yeah. okay, this is yeah. one, this is one person speaking truth. is one cartoon character speaking truth to another cartoon character, and you feel like you just want to kind of fast forward to the good bits. Um, yeah, it feels
1: like but, the moral bit in Sesame Street.
2: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it just it works well. It's what, it's why Sesame Street has worked for thousands and thousands of episodes. I think because you've got people interacting with characters. And it's that Mm -hmm. basic formula of conversation and what are you doing and how has that gone wrong? Whereas in Sesame Street, you'll always see how the people, silly things happen to the people, but they're always people. Um, Mm. And they're always, they're always there to help. They're the ones who guide and they're the ones who teach. Uh, The other time, like Elmo's there as, as the loving character for all eternity and um, the other ones are there to to help out in various points, but still they're the, the puppets tend to be the ones learning along yeah. the way and they continue to learn. They always continue to experience and they come to a conclusion and it's like, hey, we did this together. And the, the adults are encouraging the puppets. Yes, you did well done. So it's, yeah, yeah the puppets are, are kind of always the children. Um, in In comedy acts, uh they're the ones to be convinced or they're the ones messing with the story where the, mm. the, the ventriloquist is still the one holding it all together um yeah. in various points. That's where the comedy comes from. So
0: yeah. It doesn't yeah. seem to work that way. Isn't isn't that, that expression <laughs> don't work with children and animals or something? Or is that right? <laughs> I, I don't know if that I, in my experience, some of the plays I've seen, they the children have been fantastic. <laughs> They've been oh, absolutely. Really good actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I haven't seen any with a dog yet, or an animal yet, but uh, Mm. but I'm sure that will come with time. But uh. I had a dog puppet once. Oh, there you go. That's even better. That's great. I I don't think I've got.
2: I've had dog puppets, but I don't think I own a dog puppet. I've got. I've got a lot. Um, Lots of animals. uh, Hot tip: animals are better puppets than people. Okay. But it's because people puppets. There's more mechanics you have to be aware of. Where no animals they could, like they could they, they could talk. You know how animals don't talk, and you can get away with other things. But yeah, people people do talk, so there's ways you have to do it differently.
0: Mm. Now you've mentioned quite a lot of uh, different mm. contexts in when you've used puppetry. I was fascinated to hear that event uh, where the puppet more or less was part of leading the proceedings because that's a, a, mm. a beautiful way of engaging you know, younger people, but also um, adults have this perhaps sometimes unspoken appreciation of that level of yeah. presentation. Um, is, yeah. there, is there a context where you feel <clears throat> um, that puppetry really, I suppose, comes into its own or do you feel that they're all very good, there's just different strengths? So Sunday school, there might be a strength in being close to people. And people being able to hear things really well and see things really well. Whereas an event, it might be that you can use some different mechanics uh, involving a whole crowd uh, of people. Is, is there is is there always different approaches to the different contexts when you're using puppets in ministry?
2: Yeah, look, you um, you want to think about what you're trying to achieve. Like it's always a, it's always a good question to ask when with any kind of art form. Um, mm-hmm. As you as you think about. Um, puppetry if you're not holding it yourself then you're confined to a space that is that is tricky um Mm -hmm. so and that space tends to be no more than about a meter and a half and it's as far as you can reach um but also hold said cotton thing up um for as long as you can which gets really tiring so you've got to think about kind of arms and that kind of stuff so um, because it's a physical, it's a physical ministry. Um, there's various ways you have to look after yourself, um, mm-hmm. much like um, dance and drama and singing and all those kind of things. Because they're because they're all physical. There's um, so, and as as you have a bigger, wider um, stage, mm-hmm. your puppet from further away obviously becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. So then you've got to think about your actions and how clear your actions are being and what you're trying to portray in those moments. So uh, it, it just depends what you're trying to achieve. Um, anything that that is, to come back to, anything that, that is, is worked out best by conversation can work no matter the audience. As long as they can see and hear, then for the most part, it'll work. Um, TV screens can help, um, that kind of thing. Um, the biggest crowd I've had was a Carol's event with about, Somewhere between eight and ten thousand people, um, it still worked. Um, but the hardest thing about a carols outdoor event is that people check out of what's on stage anyway. Rather, if you go to an enclosed theatre, <clears throat> then people's attention is drawn to you, and they are they are opting in to the show. So, in, in a church, in in, in a um, in the states where they have uh, religious education in schools, for the most part, the kids. You have the kids' attention uh, for a short amount of time, so you use methods to keep their attention. And sometimes, a way to keep their attention is a quick conversation. Um, so that works <clears> in that setting because it can be very intimate in that you're close. You're close to your audience to use that language, uh, and they can they can ask direct questions directly to the puppet. Um, you can't do that in a big group. Um, you can't really even do that in a church setting unless unless you're very confident where you want the conversation to go. Mm. So there's there's just different things you're trying to achieve. If you're looking for you're looking for um a sense of conversation back from your conversational audience that only works to a particular size um, and for a particular amount of time. Um, whereas big events, uh, you want to use more physicality. You probably want to move the puppet around from location to location. Like a ninja, you've got to sneak out the back and sneak somewhere else, and you can't just walk out because that'll that'll change the magic of the show. Uh, <laughs> there is just different things you want to you want to do. So, uh, as you think about different locations, it's kind of what 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 actually are you trying to achieve?
1: Because
2: mm. uh, in some cases, nearly all cases, less is more. But if you want if you want big big stage, big audience, um, big Carol's event then you're going to want to think about when are the people actually opting in to listen or mm. are they continuing to eat their cheese, wine and crackers. <laughs> it's a tricky one. Mm.
1: Mm. It's, it's interesting. One that you, you sort of touched on <clears throat> before, and I find it fascinating that so many times the things we're sort of thinking, oh, we should talk about this, just can't, has, has been coming up naturally. But one thing <laughs> you touched on was the idea of how you script um Hmm. and I was wondering how do you go about um to what depth you script do you have um everything is done word for word and this is up on the puppet stage in front of me and we are following this exactly or do you go dot points or do you go I've got the script but I'm going off script and Mm -hmm. does it change who you're working with because sometimes I'll find um when you get people who, there's a you know a duo that have been doing puppets at your church for ten years, they they don't even bother scripting anymore. But then you get if you, if a guest comes in, they're going to be terrified if you don't have a script. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. How, that- how do you go about? To what extent you script your stuff?
2: Yeah, and it depends. It <laughs> depends on the level of uh, your intentionality with the message. Uh, if you want, if you want really intentional, big idea, clarity. Um, something to be remembered rather than that was just a lot of fun but I've no idea what just happened there
1: <laughs>
2: mm. um, then uh, scripting it well rehearsing it well and actually keeping it so well written that it looks like things have happened then that's that that's actually gold when you can when you can practice natural conversation uh that's 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 an absolute win in that case mm. I go word for word well rehearsed well written Mm. But that's that's got to be well rehearsed because otherwise, if you're going word for word, um, someone's holding up the script, someone's reading it, and there is nothing natural red. about that. It sounds red. Um, if you've got people who can bounce off each <clears> other, <throat> then what you need is some kind of plan, how you're going to get from point to point. If your intentionality of your words is really high in that setting still, then you want to say we need to get from point A to point B and we need to pause at point B for a moment. Mm. How we get there, we don't mind. As long as it's not so distracting that it takes away from the intention of the message, then that's okay. But if you want if you want to get from point A to point B and then to point C and then land it well, few people can do that um, in, a, in a good setting and actually have the kids kind of go, Okay, well, what was the point of that? And the kids put up mm-hmm. their hand and go, We remember that Jesus came back to life. We remember mm-hmm. that Jesus is alive. That's the point. Not, it was really funny when the snot on the handkerchief kind of danced across the front of it and then fell off the end.
1: Mm-hmm. What
2: were you we talking about? <laughs> that Jesus came back to life. Ah, uh, okay,
1: something's happened
2: here. <laughs> I think a lot of fun has happened here. But uh, if we're going for the, the intentional message, mm-hmm. then I'm someone who would err on the side of, I've written this for a reason and I've mm. written this well. So I've put time into writing. We're going to put time into practicing so that when when we do it, people's people go, well done, because I know what you I know what you said. I know how you got there. Mm. And that's yeah. great. So that's, uh, that's because because of the <clears throat> <laughs> job I mean, because I'm a pastor, I want people to.
1: Remember, so that's that's my natural inclination. I've done most of the other ones, so yeah. So it sounds like there's almost a rule of thumb there of you you write and rehearse to the extent that you want them to remember what you say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, because we want it the the best, the best,
2: best puppetry looks like it's not scripted. Hmm. (laughs) To have something look like it's not scripted takes a lot of work or yeah. to have it have a natural conversation um even if it's some someone who is comfortable reading and can read with expression in a way that they're going hey yeah this, this this happened and 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 then what what's going to go in there and to have someone a puppet kind of jump in with the next line or whatever <laughs> that just takes takes at least some form of practice for it to mm. look like there's no script because
1: <laughs> that's you, really you what you want you- do you ever do the cheeky impro just to see the guest's face as they start to
2: panic? So I do. I do what I call safe impro. So I will round <laughs> people into situations where they where they go. I don't know where we are.
1: I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I don't
2: know what to do now. So um, I, I will. I will tell them to say something. To say something else, and I, I tell them the puppet is going to say something there. <laughs> I don't know what the puppet's going to say, but if whatever we they land. do say, say your next line. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, and in that in that moment, that can be a bit of fun, because you it's yeah. it's very well boundaried, um, very well improv for a purpose, for a gag normally, but as as you're talking, uh, the uh, the really good the really good puppeteers will actually add stuff in. Yeah, but they're not. It's not extra lines. It's expression of understanding. So it's the puppet going, "Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Huh. Oh. Ooh. Like all those kind of little sounds that people people make. And if you get somebody who's not used to that, then that's a bit funny because it's like, "What are you you saying? No, no, I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) Go on. Go on. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, With your with your next line now. Yeah, if you have to unless it's part of the, the unless it's part of the gag to mm. actually mention the show behind the show
1: <laughs>
2: then it's best for it to keep going as seamlessly as possible and the only way for that to happen like in all art is to be well prepared
1: yes. and not throw your guests <laughs>
2: and not throw your guests yes <laughs> no that's that's yeah, so, like if i have if i have in if, if i if i have a if I'm interviewing someone as a puppet, I'll keep it fairly safe. Um, and so they are answering the questions they are responsible for mm. rather than, um, so if, if, if we have someone who's been um, sharing about Jesus in another country and the puppet wants to, wants to interview them, that's great, but I will only put them in ad-lib water. If it's about what they are on about, what was that like? Or hang on, what was, what happened in that story? We didn't, we didn't talk about that. Okay, everyone. no. no yeah. I'm just really, and the puppet will actually go along with it. I'm just really curious in this. You mentioned the ball disappeared. Where did the ball go? Yeah, <laughs> and, and they will actually laugh and they will be able to be in that moment. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, so you feed them something they them. can roll with. Exactly. Because it's their experience, their story. But if it's if I won't I won't then say okay now ask me something <laughs> unless they've actually thought of it um, in that in that moment where they have to think dramatically on their feet which is a whole different skill set then yeah that's I I never like to throw the guess I like
0: I like it to be intentional
1: that kind of stuff yeah yep. Hmm.
0: yeah yeah that's um it, oh, so much to take in about that just thinking about I, I never thought. <laughs> I mean, I knew that there was a lot to think about from a dramatic angle, but some of the things that you've talked about I totally didn't expect and and it just gives me a new respect for all the machinations going on (laughs) in the background. Just to quickly touch on something that you mentioned earlier about I'm imagining you'd be pretty good in an arm wrestling contest. You'd probably take it out, you know, if you need to have strength to do. <laughs> when I'm
2: when I'm doing a lot of puppetry, I'm good in an arm wrestling contest. Yeah, uh, I have I have mist shaped arms in that. <laughs> yeah, my dominant arm tends to be stronger when I'm on my puppetry a game. Yes. Um So being a pastor at the moment, there's lots of things I'm I'm doing outside of puppetry, uh, but when I'm when I've got my puppetry doing. Um, <laughs> on then one arm is quite literally stronger than the other
0: yes. and yes that is that is a thing that happens that so is not is, is the the puppets that you use most commonly do, are they heavy or do you use lighter ones at the moment uh, more commonly, uh
2: both both and uh some puppets are just naturally heavier than others if they've got if they've got a lot of head foam or they've been made kind of head heavy yeah. um so to speak um then that's that's quite literally something um if the puppet has a f- has a formed body yes. uh, that's just more weight mm. there's a classic what's called a sack puppet which has got basically a, a a formed head and then um the body is like the shape of a sack that goes to an arm and that arm is as light as a feather because it's just the material but then you're wrestling with the weight of the head and that's something you've got to hold up for a time You'll see a lot of puppet acts go down after five minutes. A good reason for that. Um, because it's really hard to hold up something really light with one hand at a close to a 90 degree angle uh, for the whole time because it just if you've ever tried it, it progressively gets heavier.
0: Oh time. yeah. That, that's what I, so I do when I'm studying, Stephen. I'm always holding my head up to try and
2: yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: Must so yeah. read those facts before tomorrow. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Feel for the person who's controlling your mouth as you do okay. it as well. so. Um, <laughs> <mess>. what, the, <laughs> yeah. the puppet we used to have, the, the the animal puppet I mentioned before, was wonderful mm. because it was a Scotty dog, um, mm. and you basically he had like a body and a head. And you basically crossed your arm over, and then put your head up through, yeah. and he sat on your arm, and basically you were resting, crossed armed, and you could just you could go all day. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's some there's some
2: ways um, where theaters can help in that respect. You can rest your elbow, you can rest your arm on it. Some people mm. build rests, arm rests into their theaters, or they do it in a way um, where you can rest your arm. Just as soon as you do that, you limit mobility completely because mm. yeah. you can't. Yeah cuz your 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 the weight of your arm is actually resting on something and if that's what's holding your hand up then you can't move that so the puppet can't actually physically move left and right anymore because you've you've locked into something that's actually holding your hand up so that's the physicality <laughs> that comes into it and that's that's tricky there are lighter puppets than others which are an absolute dream to operate um if you're going to do puppetry uh over time, then upper body strength is just something you need. Do
1: you you have a puppet that's a monster to use, but it's worth the payoff? Uh, Yes.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, I've got one which has to be held quite high. um, Yeah. And that's that's great. Um, I've got another one, which is my kind of fallback puppet where he's so light I can pull him out as often as I need. Because that's really it's a no-brainer. Um, the character has lived in my head for about 20 years, so that one's kind of (laughs) really easy to do. And he's so light that I can I can hold him and I can hold my arm and I can do that in basically a ventriloquist style, whilst not being a ventriloquist, as I said. Um, those there's other ones which I've got um and they've got blinking mechanisms in there so it can add more expression to the puppet.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Um, and that just
2: adds weight. So that's that's awesome that's just more weight so yes
1: and that's what you're like trying to do it comes back to
2: the intentionality question
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's another layer of expression as well because you can do slow blinks to people and things Slow like blinks. That, so.
2: you can do shock face <laughs> oh this is me moving my fingers in the same way and, um, and you, can do, um, <laughs> yeah. you can have you, as as you can do this great kind of slow turn with their eyes wide open and you do that with a bit of a shake and that's 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 really really fun you can do sleepy with that one as yeah. well and they're there yeah. um um, uh, you can do uh, kind of robot <laughs> blinking, like that <laughs> slow blink, and that's that's kind of a bit of comic relief, which is a bit of fun. So, look, it's all, it's all expression. Um, yeah. And expression is is both, uh, well, like all those communication things we've done over the years, both body and face, and the last part is words. All that still exists. Body language still exists with puppetry, and all the same rules apply. So how you move the puppet's head, how you move its body, how you move its hands communicates as much as the words it
1: says so that's all part of it do you, i had a question which in some ways you've already answered so i'm going to ditch it I um, mean you know, we were talking about you know do you use kids use puppets more specifically for kids or do you use them for adults sometimes mm-hmm. and you sort of talked talked about using that but i suppose one question i did have um is do you what who are your influences? Like, who are the, the puppets and the puppeteers and the puppet outfits mm. that you look at and you kind of go, that's awesome, I find that inspiring? And mm. not just in the sense of who do you look up to, but who are the people that you've looked at and seen what they're doing and going, oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens every now and again.
2: Uh, as I watch, uh, so obviously you've got um, the entire Muppet cast. Mm-hmm. and. When you've got an appreciation for it, you can watch how they're doing it, and people kind of go, "How you do? How are they doing that?" And you can go, "Okay, there's there's a person, there, there's a person there. There's probably someone on a skateboard underneath all that, and they're making they're making that work." So, uh, for me, it's there, there's been friends who have taught me how to do characters, um, who I still look up to. There's friends who have done who have gone on to do <laughs> massive, uh, massive type um, event puppets. Kind of your Lion King style out in festivals, so
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, um, that, that that's a thing. Uh, but then there's also you just see conversations and how how characters react and people and that kind of stuff. So there's there's another podcast called Under the Puppet, which actually oh. interviews interviews uh, you uh, people who have been in the puppetry game for a very mm. long time, um, and that's that's. Uh, the likes of Matt Vogel, who is Kermit, um, but then, yeah, many, many other types as well. So a lot of people that go on that show. Um, I, I respect a lot of people who can make puppets. I can't make puppets. Mm. Uh, I buy them, so it's a very expensive hobby. And now my, yeah, the puppets I buy are now very expensive. Um, but at the same time, So <laughs> yes, there's, there's plenty of different people I look up to. Uh, but now it's YouTube is a wonderful place, and I kind of, just watch that, and watch how people do puppets and do kids shows. Really, um, and I've appreciated some of the musicals that have come out um, in the last ten or fifteen years with puppets in it, and watch those. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of varied because it's watching both for character and skill set, and then how mm. they're pulling it together. So it's not there's a, there's a few there's a few people, but they're just names. Um, but at the same time, it's it's just watching how people do actually perform with what they have. So. Yeah, yeah, various people.
1: Some, some of those artistry things that you you only pick up on, you know, when you're watching closely. So I, with Henson, I always find the thing I love with Henson is the the, the emotional notes that they, mm, they, absolutely. Like they've they been doing that so long that they, they make mm. you feel things from puppets.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And you can watch, I, lo- I love watching, so when you look at someone like Kermit, his actions are so intentional that they're tied to his character. So it's like the the way he moves his uh the uh his his lip sync. So the way you move your hand to make the the lips the lips move, his his lip sync is purpose purposefully done all over the place
0: mm-hmm. because
2: he's a bit of a manic personality. He's, he's he's controlling and all this kind of stuff, but at the same time <clears throat> he's kind of free and he, he just kind of lets go. So yeah. he actually over um, Matt Vogel and some of the others who do Kermit. Do too much mouth. Um, his mouth moves too much for his words. Mm. When you get someone flip it the other way, like Miss Piggy, who mouths so precisely, her physicality is tied to her character. So mm. you watch, you watch some of those nuances
1: that <clears throat> that happen, and that's that's fun to watch. That's really fun. Is if there was anyone who was thinking into getting into this um, this world, um, mm. what would be you know, something that they could um, work on and when, what's something that they could aim towards. What are, you know, where where do they go? Where do they start?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think one of the uh, well, one of the places you want to start with is basically telling a story. So mm-hmm. if you can if you can find a Bible story that mm-hmm. that you really want to tell, uh, work out how you want to tell it. Uh, that's the first part. Um, so before you even think about uh, character or puppetry or that kind of stuff. You got to think about what do you want people to know really first. So, so find a story. Find a story you know probably well. Um, even better, do it with the Bible open. Um, so you've actually got the the Bible there, so you can see it. You can uh, you can go through it um, and talk about it. Uh, work out work out where the high points are, the low points, uh, all this kind of stuff, and then then write that out. At that point, uh, you've kind of written out your story. Then you want to work out. What what will a puppet add to this? How can a puppet highlight, um, add to, um, look at look at details? How can yeah, a, a puppet is at best a highlighter um, mm-hmm. in in various ways. Questioning, arguing, just saying that's weird. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's very weird, and you can you can you can point things out. So for, so one kind of know your story. If you start with your character first, and then you go to the story, then you'll tend to kind of think character first, and then what story mm-hmm. matches this character. When really, and that's the biggest temptation. That's because that's starting with the fun. Uh, if you want to, if you want to start with puppetry, don't start with the fun. <laughs> <But> really, <laughs> start with what you start with what you're trying to start with, and that's that, that's the story. Um, if you just want to work on Puppetry as a skill set, then the craft. Yeah, the craft. The craft itself. The one thing you don't want to start with first is the voice. Leave that till the end, because the first time you get up in front of people, the voice will change. I can guarantee it that they'll put on a, a fun, well, whatever they think is a funny voice, and then they'll realise there's a script in front of them that they probably haven't prepared for. Um, no offence, imaginary person, but they probably haven't prepared for the script. They've suddenly <laughs> got a puppet I, on their hand. Imaginary person. <laughs> no, I, I, I've never met this person. I probably haven't beat them. I've done them all. Uh, so there's a, there's a script there. You've suddenly got a puppet on your hand. You're realising you're reading, you're moving, and you're speaking at the same time. Mm. And at that point, at that point, the one thing that will change that you won't think about is your voice.
1: um, You don't have enough brain power left for a Scottish accent.
2: You've got got nothing left because you realise (laughs) that you're focusing in in multiple different things at the same time and you want it to be engaging. Uh, So in that that moment, don't start with the voice. Actually start with your hand movements. Mm. Um, Beat out um, or with singing. It's another way to do it. Um, Just actually making your thumb move down. Lucky we talked about this earlier that everyone does it the wrong way round. They do it with their hand moving up. You want to do it with your thumb moving down at each syllable. And that's just, for one, that's just a mind bender because for some reason we naturally think with our thumb moving up. Um, And people naturally start doing puppetry moving up rather than Mm. moving down.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's yeah.
2: a,
1: it's a, it's a very yeah. basic thing
2: that you've got to get your hand
1: around your head around. Sorry, hand around. Yeah. To, our instinct is to to close the mouth on each word where actually you're opening the mouth on yeah, each word. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: exactly right. And you're using the wrong you um, you um well when we start off with puppetry, we're always using our top hand rather than our bottom thumb. Yeah. Um yeah. when the puppet goes in, um and you use the use the analogy of an actual human <clears> face. What moves when we talk? That would be our jaw, not the rest of our whole head. So things like, um, if, if you want to start out in puppetry, um, know what you want to say first. Um, it's, it's counterintuitive to kind of go, hang on, but I want to use a puppet. Okay, but why do you want to use a puppet? And that's, that's really kind of the question, kind of, will a puppet add to this well for what I'm trying to do? Mm. Uh, and if the answer is yes at that point, you kind of go no, because the puppet could ask this, 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 and this. Mm. And then it's excellent. Use a puppet because that'll add. So at that point, you've you've kind of you've got your story because you've recognized what the puppet can actually ask. And then at that moment, you've you've pretty much started writing the script because you know the points where the puppet is actually going to say, the puppet needs to ask this, 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 and this. And to get to those points. We need to build something of the puppet. So it can actually ask that, 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 and that in a point that's relatable. Um, once you've <laughs> done that, it's then time to pick up the puppet <laughs> because once you once you know the story that you're trying to say mm. and you've thought about how the character will add to it, um, and at that point, um, some of my our friends would say, really work on the character to make sure the character's strong and then get to the technique. It, it can go backwards and forwards, um, but if the character's lame, the puppet's also lame. So then you've got a lame show. Anyway, character has to be in there somewhere. If I'm doing my puppet training, I always teach character before I teach technique. So there's reasons for that. Otherwise, it's just boring from the get-go. But then, so if and then, if you want to learn, if you want to do puppetry, make sure you're nailing thumb movement for every syllable. Um, if you're not, if you can't see the video, my thumb is moving down for every syllable. That's why I was speaking a bit mechanically for a second there. An easy way to practice is with singing because we naturally do that when we sing. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Like it's just easier to beat out the syllables because that's what we do. So, start with the story. Think about how the puppet will interact. So that's kind of theory. Theory in that it's we want we we want to know what we want to say. Mm. Theory point two: we know how the puppet will react at various levels. We've actually recognised that a puppet will add uh, engagement into this story. Mm. Three: actually work out how to use the puppet. <laughs> mm. um, the easiest way to see your own technique is the hardest way to see your own technique, and that's to record it or have a very Dear friend, give you feedback.
1: <laughs> Very honest friend. <laughs>
2: Very honest friend. Who may not be a friend after that, but no. no, no. <laughs> Who knows? Who can say, if you can line them up with, was my mouth, was the puppet's mouth actually moving as the puppet spoke? Was the puppet actually standing in a way that didn't look like a robot? Mm. Were they actually moving in a way that was believable? Did they enter into the scene not necessarily up the escalator or out of the escalator because that's funny. But did they actually come in in a way where they could actually have the conversation flow and that kind of stuff? Did they just pop in? That's fine if that's part of their character. If it's a if you're going for an elderly character and the pupper just pops in, that's going to be against the character because that character is going to want to move. Kind of all things stereotypes slowly, but intentionally. <laughs> And they know how they want to move and they know what they want to say. So, And at that point, once you've worked out the mechanics, you then want to think about the voice. And then the best place to practice voices is somewhere where no one can hear you, usually a car, (laughs) um, because it just looks like you're singing in the car and no one can tell if you're actually speaking to yourself or not. So uh, that's, a, that's a very good Put place a Bluetooth there. earphone in. Yeah, yeah, just put, <laughs> just put some headphones on or just put one earphone in if you've got wireless earbuds and then so you can hear yourself. Um, and then what you want to do with, with voices, um, it doesn't have to be a crazy voice. It just needs to be intelligible in that you need to be able to understand it. So normally what people do when they pick up a puppet is they go either super high or crazy fast. Yeah, And the two things we don't want people to be is super high or crazy fast because it's really hard to uh, do any kind of intonation really high, (laughs) and if they're speaking too fast, you're not going to understand what they're saying anyway. So um, record yourself, and then when you say, but that's not how I sound, it is how you sound because it's a recording. Just how you sound with your own ears is different to how you sound through a speaker. And guess what? Guess that is how you sound. So you want to actually record yourself or have someone listen to you and do it that way. So we, um, we
1: don't get all that extra bass that's happening in your head. No, exactly <laughs> right. And even if you kind of go
2: and listen and open up your ears inside your head and hear that, you've still got this thing called a skull, which is mm. and your brain, and you got your, which which actually affects the way you hear everything. Because when you're naturally hearing your own voice, you're hearing it internally and externally at the same time. So that's the that's the trippy part of that. Um, but, yeah, there, there's there's lots of things you can say at this point, kind of how to get into puppetry, like all art forms, and I've said a couple of times now, practice. Mm. Um, practice in front of a video camera. Um, practice in front of friends. Actually see yourself do it. Look at look at how a puppet comes into the scene and exits a scene. Um, look at people like Quizworks. I used to work for Quizworks. They're a puppet. Essentially, they're a puppet theatre company. They travel around Australia uh, sharing the good news of Jesus with
1: kids, with puppets, and they're excellent at it. They're great trainers. Yeah. They're doing some very awesome stuff over lockdown at the moment.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that was part of my job a couple of years ago, doing a lot of that stuff. Um, And so check out out Quizworks because they're Australian, for one. They're great biblical content, too, and they're excellent at what they do. (laughs) So um Quizworks are Quizworks are just really good they've really honed some of my skills over the years and so they were they've been they've been an excellent partner and I'll I'll continue to be uh pretty much one of their strongest advocates um which is great so they're always worth checking out um and they run depending what state you're in they run puppetry courses and that kind of stuff um if you're in Adelaide I can run puppetry courses but it's always good to hear from other people so there's just various things like, yeah. So to kind of come back to it, if you're starting out, know your story, mm. um, know your script. In essence, kind of know where the character, know where the character is going to say, um, know the kind of character you want to be. Um, all characters are an extension of yourself, if they're crazy or not. They are an extension of yourself, whether you're an amazing actor or not, because um, we tend to be volunteers. It's going to be an extension of yourself, and then um, to work out the actual craft <clears throat> of the puppet itself. So, yeah, that's
0: fantastic. Well, awesome. Really, really good advice for anyone who wants to, you know, improve those skills or mm. or even go into it vocationally. And, and uh, yeah, around with And, it. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll definitely the next time I'm doing puppetry, that mouth thing is going to be in the back of my mind. <laughs> so much <laughs> yeah.
2: that's that's the one that that's, that's that's the killer the moving moving down um the other the, so the the two biggest parts of craft i'm giving <laughs> away some of my craft stuff at the moment is mouth and eyes
0: yes mm. Mm.
2: mouth and eyes they are the two most important parts of the puppet and really eyes more than mouth because mouth can it doesn't matter where the mouth is looking but it does matter where the eyes are looking yes because if the eyes aren't looking at the at the the thing that the puppet is wanting to draw attention to everyone looks up
1: and that's that's particularly hard when your head is down behind a puppet stage and you're sort of only vaguely aware of where the person is yeah
2: so there's so the puppet theaters where you can stand in it and look through the curtain those puppet theaters are free the designers online they are great because you can get an idea your eyes can help see where your own puppet is looking um, if you cannot See your puppet. The way the Sesame Street and the Jim Henson company do it, they're all wearing monitors. Mm. They can see their puppet. Um in, in every situation, <clears throat> they can see where the puppet is looking. Um, says um Big Bird had it built inside the costume, so the person could have a, uh, walked around with a tiny TV strapped to their chest while the um while his arm was miles above his head um, and could see wherever he was going through this monitor. It was amazing.
0: And hopefully Um, not watching another show at the same time. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that, is that is our problem,
2: isn't it? I know what I'm doing here, but around here I'm watching Netflix. You know? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking
1: that I, I struggle doing things in the mirror. I'm just imagining trying to trying to watch yourself walking around on a mirror on a on a camera where you're actually seeing yourself from out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And yeah. you've yeah. got to make sure um if you can see a monitor, oh. you've got to make sure it's mirrored. Otherwise <laughs> you're gonna mess with your head something chronic. Um oh, right.
0: if
1: it's,
2: not, if it's not mirrored, then your brain just can't compute.
0: So mm. It's like, like the Matrix kind of almost, on. yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> the last question people always ask me is where to get puppets from. Yep. Um, Etsy is your friend, um, wow. but Project, projectpuppet.com is the best place to get puppet patterns that you can
1: make. Mm. Um, the best puppet a, is, is one you can make. I have a family member who tends to take plush toys and convert them into a puppet. But oh, they Absolutely. Are-
0: Look
2: for <laughs> go to op shops and look for toys that have an open mouth already. Yeah, uh, that is the cheapest
1: one,
0: absolute yep. cheapest
2: way. Um, if you have to, <clears> um, <throat> the cheapest puppet I ever bought, um, which I couldn't use it uh, publicly because it was donkey from Shrek, but um, <laughs> his mouth was already open and he was just filled <sighs> with stuffing. So all I had to do was cut his belly, and he was right to go. Easiest <laughs> puppet I've ever converted. Um, <laughs> All the, all the, the other soft, ones
1: yellow.
2: Yellow. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, you've got to you've got to make sure they have eyes. Make sure they have a mouth. And uh, if it's open, op shops are your friend. But then you've got to make sure you can get your hand through its neck, hand through its back. Um, <clears> if <throat> the stuffing comes out, when the stuffing comes out, does that change the form of its body all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff? Um, yeah, op shops make them. Um, and then there's plenty of places online. You just got to know how to find them. But Etsy's a good good place to start. Yes. So there's plenty of plenty of people on there, um, and then there's there's a lot of um, folk menace. They're tiny puppets, um, monster puppets, um, people puppets. You can those are those are good because they're available dime a dozen. They're um, catalog catalog puppets. As soon as you go one offs adding a couple of hundred to thousand two thousands of dollars mm-hmm. um, for custom made puppets but yeah check out lunar Pupp- puppets Luna's oh, puppets oh, oh oh that's a happy place <laughs>
0: i'm i am going to check it out even though um even, even though oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure i won't be to afford one I, I might have a look it's,
1: it's the role of voice of puppets i so imagine
0: <laughs> i have
2: one i saved up for for so long
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> every every industry has things that you look at and go, if money was no object, I would have that thing. (laughs) Exactly right.
0: That's my thing. Look, thank you so much, Stephen. It's been, you know, amazing for us to hear um, and really beneficial. And I think a lot of people who are involved (coughs) um, in churches who who are involved in the creative arts are going to get a lot out (laughs) of, you know, hearing what you've said. And it's been very instructional as well in many (coughs) ways. I feel like almost I've been to puppet school, which is is a good thing. Um, (laughs) It's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, really, again, just thank you so much. We'll we'll definitely keep you in our prayers as well for your ministry opportunities coming forward and Mm. to keep using your gifts and your skills and talents um, Mm. to share about about Jesus with the world. And uh, probably only appropriate that, uh, you know we end with you know if there's anything you want to add or anything you want to show us from your box of, uh, of oh, mystery uh, I'll show you we'd I'll love show you to two see different it. kinds.
2: I'll show you two different kinds. So um, I'll show you the difference between a catalog and a, and a custom puppet. So we okay. I've got um, a catalog puppet. Um, this is my friend Hamish and the good thing about Hamish is he's very light. So oh, you can see he's, he's that. great. He's, this is, he's an arm rod puppet. So you can't say so he's got, he's a <coughs> just light uh, fur yeah. light puppets, light puppets are your friends. He's got legs so you can hold him. Beautiful. And then cause I can see where he's looking. I can see <laughs> how he's reacting and um, I can see where he's going and that kind of stuff. And you can see where he's, is hiding and you can see so one thing you want to look for when you're doing puppets if they come on and he's talking to me and he's talking there that doesn't work (laughs) he's got to be he's got to be looking at me looking at you kind of working out what to do (laughs) looking at you because it looks like then he's talking yes if he's talking there but if he's looking there and he's talking to you hi guys yeah how you doing no 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 he's got to be looking
1: yeah he's got to be looking
2: at the camera and saying, hello, this is going to be fun.
1: <laughs> and it's, so is, it's, it's fascinating just watching you do that on screen there, the fact that if the puppet is looking at me and you're not, I start yeah. looking at him when I hear the voice. <laughs> it's like a filter, so yeah, so yeah. This is a,
2: this is, this is a catalogue puppet. You can, get, um, you can get these anywhere, all over the world. Mm. Great way to start, cheapish way to start, <laughs> which is good. So um, kind of a catalogue puppet. The thing about catalogue puppets is they're not unique. So, if if a child, if you're doing if you're doing a show with a catalog puppet, there's every chance that that person will say, "I've seen that somewhere else."
0: <laughs> I know you,
2: yeah, I know <laughs> you. I saw you at that other place I went to. Yeah. So, um in a, in a similar way. A
0: very, very good point. Very, very puppet, good point. Um, yeah, is
2: uh, kind of the teddy style. <laughs> you see these guys pretty much everywhere. Again, arm um, rod, and um. And yeah, so as you can see, he's got a round face, which is um, so you can't do as much of this. Can't do much. You've got to do more. So keeping his eyes locked to a spot and ah. then talking to him that he <laughs> that he says the right thing. And it's wow. all about little. know It's all about little <laughs> little reactions, so they can kind of um. If, if if they're going crazy all the time, it's okay, but it's. You want, you want them to seem believable. Mm.
1: That, that's <laughs> amazing. I find quite often with a puppet, when you get a new puppet, figuring out your little grab bag of tricks of what emotional things you can get yeah, the puppet to do is handy, Like yeah. you
0: know.
2: And look, puppets puppets can do most things, which is really, really exciting. Um, as, you, as you work out kind of the kind of puppets you want to work with and um, it's good to have puppets which are kind of blank canvases so this is this this guy is a custom puppet, but he's he can kind of be anything I want him to be. So, oh, there you go.
0: His name is Benny. Wow. Oh wow! Look at the expression so you can get.
2: You can do you can do so much with him.
0: Um, yeah. Again,
2: he's an arm rod puppet. Um, now you've got a the the ears can be distracting. Yeah. But at the same time, you can also have them.
1: Oh. He's he's right. <laughs> he's right on that line where he could be adorable <laughs> and friendly or he could be a raving psychopath. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, that's right. No. Are those are those table tennis balls? Are they? Oh probably. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I I really going like down this the, one.
2: going down the craft line. Uh yes.
0: I yes. I love this like, one. Anything yeah. anything yeah. is
2: doable. So this is the kind of puppet you would hold. Um, he also works in a puppet stage. Um, I can't yeah. hold him and not do it. So he's, he's, he's um, he can kind of be both. So that's that's starting to go down the unique line. Um, and then let's take it up a gear. And this is where it gets fun. This. Oh, he's beautiful. Uh, I'll, try, I'll try not to draw as I use it, but. Um, this is this is the live hand oh, puppet. I,
0: I can already tell this is going to be good. <laughs> Look at that fur! Oh, 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 <laughs> oh wow! Oh, that's, way, way, way. that's very Muppets esque, isn't it? Wow! Oh wow! That those oh my goodness! Are great. Wow! <laughs>
2: yeah. So this is this is the joys of the live hand puppet.
0: Wow, goodness me, and then as yep. you
2: use it, they can have so much more fun and wow. excitement and engagement. And then you can, excuse me, I need a drink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, cover that the hand when you're embarrassed, you get the your nose. <laughs> and then, yeah, wow, and it's like. <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of expression in those eyes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so he's he's fully he's fully made. He's got a body. Yeah, there, (laughs) there, arms, everything.
0: Wow, looks
2: a bit dopey. I've got a. I haven't used him as much. He's brand new. So,
0: oh, (laughs) nice.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I can see you taking him out of the case and just going, "Oh, we're gonna have some fun." I'm having
0: so
2: much fun right now. So that's um that's where you get that that's starting to get more uh yeah that's custom. Um he's from he's from Lunar Puppets and he occasionally has sales and but he only makes one-offs. So that wow. one's that one's he's got different patterns of and there's similar ones to that. And then um he's someone who's a he's a puppet contractor, he's a puppet builder
1: full-time. Yeah. Um, so that's Mission that's where it goes
2: So that's kind of your three. Three on a basic level, kind of catalog, basic, one of a kind. Um, that one's technically not unique because there's other ones you could get them in different colors, you can get them in other ways, mm. but the people who spend that money, there's not many of them. So <laughs> you won't I'm see that day, kind no. of puppet really much.
1: <laughs> after that you're talking henson animatronics and <laughs> after that you're talking about being part of a, a studio like that's that's yeah TV. <laughs> yeah. That's- yeah you need movie money <laughs> so, yeah.
2: so yeah that's kind of um where to get them from and how to do it and that kind of stuff so yeah
0: oh yeah, Stephen, thank you so much it's been a huge privilege to have you here <laughs> and uh you know the lord bless you in this ministry and mm-hmm. moving forward with this and and I can only just see the excitement in the kids' eyes and even the adult's eyes as as well. Cause they certainly would be in mine if I saw that orange thing come out and be <laughs> yeah. involved in, in a ministry yeah. presentation. So
1: oh, yeah. some sassy seven year old getting the stare. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Are you yeah, listening? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: but yeah, like that, like that eye mechanic. That's a you're kind of doing it. Like this, as you're doing this, and yeah, it's like everything just needs practice. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: thank you so much, Stephen. It's been a an oh, and thank you and for your time and for being available uh, for Lockie and I. No worries. Yeah. All right. Cheers. <laughs>